0: In this show, we talk about individual experience and personal identity, and there may be times when we use identifying words and phrases that seem strange or unfamiliar. But please, listen with an open heart and an open mind. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Coming Out Stories. Um, Today's guest is none other than my friend Chase Mosley. Welcome Chase. Howdy, howdy. So, we're going to talk about your Coming Out Story. Um... The funny thing about this interview is that we had planned originally to do this interview before you were even out, right? Yes, sir. So um, we were gonna just go unnamed source, Jane, John Doe, Jane, Jane, John, Jane. John Doe, um, Johnny, Johnny Dosmith, <laughs> and uh, but something happened to where we didn't need to do that anymore. So we can get you know talk about that and. Um, Let's start off with um, let's let's go from here. So, what age did you come out? Twenty one. Twenty one. And how old are you now? Twenty one. Twenty one.
1: Not in a few days. Twenty two. I up. twenty two coming
0: up. Coming up. Um, so let's talk about what happened that you. So you were not going to come out right, right right away. So let's talk about that. So when you were planning on not coming out, what was that about? What were you?
1: Um, I think you need the background story of my life. Um. I grew up in Eastern Kentucky, very Republican, redneck, you know, everybody's set in their ways, so you really don't, you don't break the norm, you know, but, so it was just, it was just something that never crossed my mind, you know. I knew I was, but being a bisexual, you know, is, that's even harder, but growing up there, you just don't, it's not even a possibility, especially, like, I guess with my family.
0: So you said you, you knew, but where you were living and everything, you didn't feel comfortable coming out. Oh, no. When did you know?
1: i say 14, 15.
0: Okay. That early. And when you knew that, so you said you were bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, So you knew you were bisexual at that age. Uh, coming out was not a, a thing that was going to happen for you. Did you have any more to that story that you wanted to keep going? Um, um, I, didn't know I don't anything?
1: think it would be didn't want to come out. I think it was the fear of the unknown. You know, you give... um, i seen something the other day. It's like you tell somebody to hold a tiny glass of water and you grab it and it's... It's that you mock at the task. But then eventually when you tell... The person tells that person you can't put it down is when it becomes big and bearing. You know, your arm starts to shake. That tiny glass of water becomes a uh, thousand pounds you know and then it just breaks and it takes you down and that's just like keeping a secret is easy but eventually it gets tearing down and you just don't want to live a lie anymore
0: i know what you mean mm-hmm. um that that's actually a really good analogy um just holding something so for so long you just mm-hmm. start to shake until you can't have it and then it just breaks mm-hmm. um what was that breaking point for you where did you get to where you were finally able to, I guess, tell people. When, when we're talking about not coming out, and you, you're talking about your family, yeah, and not telling them, yeah.
1: So a lot of my friends and from back home knew. A lot of my friends from college knew. Um. Uh, and then even moving out here to two years ago, the people that I connected with, they knew, but it was just my family. And the reason is, you know, like I said, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. Um, I come from a very religious background too. My papa was a preacher. You know, my dad was in the military. It was no, you know, I mean, I wanted to, it's not the fact that, you know, I did not want to, it's the fact that, how could you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So, when you're saying that you want to, what are some things that kind of really prevented you? Things that maybe people said to you or things that told you that it was really not a good idea? Um, I, I, A lot of it was like my dad, you know. Um,
1: he told me he didn't want me to be, he said, I'd rather you be a drug addict than a faggot. Um, that really put a perspective on things. He would rather me be doped up, not caring about myself and rather than to be happy
0: you know stuff like that with that being said let's talk about so we got your backstory let's let's talk about the process and how that went for you so when we're talking about the fact that they know now right Mm -hmm. um how did that come about how did they so in december
1: of 20 this is 2017 um No, November of 2017. One of them months in the cold years, you know, the cold days. Um, My mom found my bank statement and I was going to a local, two local gay bars here in St. Louis and they, my mom freaked out and it just put tension on me and her. So I moved out, didn't have nowhere to go. Somebody, the host of this show came and took me off the streets almost. And then, my mom is a strong woman because she kept it from my dad until February 17th, no, 23rd, got it memorized in my brain. Uh, My dad texted me and said, son, are you gay or bi? It's a yes or no question. Um, He said, I need the truth and I told him yes. And uh, after that, it just, A weight was lifted off my shoulder, but at the same time, I just automatically started crying. I mean, after that, my dad took me off the car insurance. He um, took me off of, well, not took me off the phone bill yet, but he's about to, um, car insurance, all that good stuff, and just pretty much just cut me off. And I understand everybody has to go through that, but when you ain't got a plan for it yet, it's hard. So, I had to just grow up a little bit and do it all on my own,
0: which I'm doing now. So, with um, with your dad and your mom, um, so your mom knew for a while, kept it from your dad. Mm-hmm. You still see them, though, right? Like, you yes. still.
1: That's just the person I am. I'm never, I'm the type of person that if I care for anybody, especially my family, I'm going to see them. Like, I cannot not put an effort into it at least I can say I tried somebody else you know if they don't want to try that's their fault that's not mine at least I can say that I was the bigger person and I I gave effort you know what I'm saying to try to change the way somebody looks at somebody else's sexuality excuse me do you have any regrets with how it happened? Oh, yes. It was not in my hands. It's not the way I wanted to come out. Um, I know we had talked multiple times before about, you know, I was going to put it on the back burner until October of this year because of my sister's wedding. You know, I didn't want to put friction in between me and her or any of my family members for her big day. You know, I'm the big brother. That's the way it should have been. But events took a different turn it was out of my hands so I couldn't really didn't have a say so in it
0: so in in talking about that um the biggest thing like, like it could be the same thing that you just talked about but what is the biggest thing that you would change I guess about the way that it happened what would you want to do have done differently um I wish I
1: would have been able to tell my dad rather than him texting me and pretty much giving me an ultimatum, you know, I wish I could have done that rather than him just texting me.
0: Yeah, being in control is a lot different than yes. having that happen. So when you were in college and everything, um, this was happening, friends knew. How were your friends receptive of it? Not really just family, but like... They were all cool with it. I think
1: it, it also goes back to your generation and, you know, my parents are in their early 40s, so they they were born in the 70s, you know, and... Once again, it goes back to location in a way it's I guess it's the way you're raised, you know? It's it's not common. But at the same time, we're all humans. Like what you do behind closed doors in a bed with somebody intimate is nobody else's business besides yours and that person that you're doing it with. Or who however many people you got in the bed at the same time. No no uh What's the word I'm looking for? No discrimination here. I mean.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, that's interesting to hear that, you know, that's a good perspective on your friends, you know, taking one way. Um, were there any friends that actually did take it hard or any family that took it really well, maybe, that you didn't expect?
1: I can't really say any of my friends took it hard. You know, I think everybody pretty much knew. They were just waiting for the time. They're like, hello. You in there? You still in there? Okay, we're going to wait for you. <laughs> they open the closet again. All right, you ready? No, okay, we'll give you some time, you know. Um, I talked to my nanny, which is my mom's mom. I call her nanny. Um, like I said, they are old regular Baptists. They, and what I mean by that, they're like, old school. Uh, I talked to my nanny 24-7, you know. And even though she doesn't agree with what I'm doing, And I know that's people are going to be like, what are you doing? But you got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm not going to disrespect my grandmother when she is, she still talks to me. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's going to understand. And I think even people of the LGBTQ community need to understand. Everybody's going to have their own views. Everybody's going to see things a different way. Everybody grew up differently. If they don't agree with you, that's fine. I, I wouldn't pursue something if they will not open their mind a little bit to be okay, let's agree to disagree. You know, if you can't still treat a human like a human, then you need to cut it off. So, after coming out, it was good to have that connection with my nanny, you know. So, that went well. Um, It went well with my other grandma, I guess, in a way. Oh, I never call her grandma. I call her mamaw. But, um, <laughs> that went pretty smoothly, you know, to a point of She's like, I kind of knew it's not the choice I would have made for you or wanted for you, but it's your life. And that's the way it needs to be, you
0: know? So those were some that kind of... Because from my my recollection, those were some hard ones for you to really kind of talk to them about, right? Yes. You had a hard time getting there, but ultimately, they turned out pretty well, yeah? mm mm-hmm. so, Which is, I think, one of the cool sides of the story. Um, what would you say is something that maybe you've learned from this experience Um, or how has it changed you? Let's start with how has it changed you? If it's changed you at all, or if you're just kind of the same person, um, it's definitely changed me. I take a new line on things. I don't,
1: um, I finally lived my life the way I want to live it. You know, I'm being happy. I can go out openly and be the real Chase Mosley. You know, there ain't no sneaking around. There ain't no hiding it in a text message. There ain't no, where you going at 12 o'clock at night? Oh, I'm going to JJ's. Like, I'm going to go get term, you know? Like, no, there ain't no hiding at a gay bar, you know? Like, it's it's a breath of release, you know? It's just those things you got to... I guess it's everybody's coming out story is different, but it just feels like, I guess, some things of mine were... I was out of my control, and I wish that was changed, but also it just feels harder because my family was very close, you know what I'm saying? From things that happened in the past, just you know, family issues and all that. We were
0: close, you know. And you feel like you feel like you're not as close anymore because oh, of this. Yes, yeah,
1: that that's the truth. I I, I rarely talk to my dad, and that's a hard thing because there's days I just want to talk to him. You know, I text him the other day. I was like, "I love you," and he texts me back, "I love you too." I mean, if that's all it does, and I get from it, at least I know he still loves me. You know as much as I hate it and I wish get through his bald ass head I just want you you know just to talk to me you know it's it's just simple things like that
0: let's talk about like more in the beginning stages of of your coming out and um were there any are you talking about
1: like finding yourself or
0: well I'm, I'm talking about like um you know when, when you finally happen um were there any like it could be a famous person it could be Um, somebody not famous just like we'll call them queeros you know just gay heroes that kind of you looked up to that maybe you were like kind of taking what they've done in their life and 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 how they were living their life and kind of thought that you could be okay with modeling yourself after that and kind of coming out and being okay with it because you've seen it work for somebody else or you know based Mm -hmm. off of somebody else's story um
1: if I had a queero a gay hero I have to say Ellen DeGeneres, you know, to go on and be the, in a, being a comedian and a mostly male dominant, um, industry, you know, she, she was on a TV show, you know, and Ellen took her show, her character and truly made it herself. You know on that the show. I don't know what it's called. But she came out on the show. You know. And then she gets her talk show. And not only does Ellen like she's just herself. But for somebody. Who gets hate for being. The way you were meant to be. She gives so much love. And she doesn't bring it down. She gives back to numerous people. And that's just amazing. You know. And to see her being. A female coming out as a lesbian, and then you know, for a while there, she didn't have she didn't have it really good. You know, she, nobody would hire her, but then she got her own talk show, and look at her now. I mean, she's still going strong, sixty years old, got a beautiful wife. Ooh.
0: <laughs> you know, I love Ellen. Um, Ellen was definitely somebody for me that you know my grandpa my grandma would watch her growing up, and uh, while I was growing up, um, and also I don't even think like you.
1: I wouldn't, like, this person's not gay, so, but I'm still going to call him a gay hero because I think allies in are a big part, and when I mean allies, people who support LGBTQ would have to be pink, you know, she's famous, and it's just, she, she never, you see her, I mean, her growth from Crazy Wild Child to now, and she just, she rocks it, and I looked up to her a lot, you know, a lot of her songs, me and my mom were close to, connected to, And, you know, when I finally came out, my mom, we went and seen Pink in St. Louis and my mom didn't want to go because she's like, I just can't deal with it. And I'm like, you need to go. She's like, all these songs remind me of you. I'm like, yeah, they do me too for you, but you just need to understand the words of them. Like perfect by Pink is one of them. You know, you're perfect to me. Like then I can be perfect to you no matter who I like. And that's what. I guess I try to get through my mom, you know? Pink may not be gay, but she's still
0: my queero. That's good. So music, I think, is something that connects with us. And that's, is that how you, like, what are some coping things? Like music, like, tell me about things that get you through, especially this early process where you've been out a couple months now, and I'm sure it's still hard for you, you know, but what are some things that you do that... That help you cope with this whole. Um, I mean, because it's you know it's a hard it's a hard process, mm-hmm. and especially for somebody like you going through this, this this part. You know, what are some things that you kind of rely on to get through this?
1: Um, honestly, God, my best friend in Cincinnati. I mean, she's my support, my rock. I mean, anything and everything that happens, she knows about it. You know, we are. I don't know the exact mile, just 347 miles away from each other, 0.2 miles actually from where I live to where she lives, and we still make it work, you know?
0: So having somebody there to, like, count on and, and rely on and talk to has kind of got you through this? Yes. Okay, I, I, I like that. Um, I don't know why I'm saying I like that. But... <laughs> well, I mean, you like it. There you go. I, mean, I, I like I yeah. like that, that that's a... a... <clears throat> A thing that you can hold on to, you know. Whenever thinking about doing this, you know, and trying to think of you know questions to ask, you know, people are a big part of our lives. You know, mm-hmm. people that we meet, people that we've known, and so doing this, you know, I don't know why it would just kind of slip my mind that that wouldn't be an answer that somebody would give is mm-hmm. just some relying on somebody specific, you know, because there's a lot of coping mechanisms. You know, there's a lot of ways to, to deal. About to cry. Because mm-hmm. it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <I'm> stopping again. <laughs> No, you put that on there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm about okay. I'm about to cry mm-hmm. because it's something that in this crazy, you know, world that we live in. Thinking for myself, the people that are in my my life. Well, I mean, we kind of have the same
1: situation, you know. You moved from your home a little further away, you know.
0: Yeah, but we're not talking about me. So I
1: know, but I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. Everybody's story is different, but it's all kind of the same. It
0: revolves,
1: yeah. Um, I I guess for me, a lot, you know, going back to saying we moved far away, you know, coming out here, all I had was my family. Like, literally, mom, dad, and my sister. That's all I had, you know? And then you go back, and then you come out, and then they leave, you know? It's just, that's hard, you know? It's not even that they leave, but it's like, you go through life growing up, and your family, if they're as close as they are with as my family, um, you get to a point where it's like this, everything bad that you could ever think of, from myself being raped, my sister's best friend killing himself, you know, everything happened, and we were all there on each other. We got through that, but yet, me choosing to either end up with a man takes an effect on them more than anything else, you know?
0: So, you just brought up the fact that you were raped when you were younger. mm mm-hmm. um, And that was a time when you guys really connected mm-hmm. and came close and kind of bonded. Do you see this as something that can kind of head that way? Where right now it's hard for you guys... And hard for them really to understand um, that it's kind of that was out of your control. This is out of your control. Um, do you see things getting better in the future? Do you or do you do you feel like it's going to kind of stay the same route that it's going?
1: You know, I don't know. It's it's been it's three months. You know, I I I want to be. I'm an optimistic person, so I want to say yes. You know, but you can't really say you don't know you know but you want to work towards it. yes that. you know that. like I said earlier I will always put in the effort until either they're on their deathbed or I'm on mine I, you know I'm always going to put in the time and effort for it Um, you know I, I would love for it to get better you know I miss my best friend and when I say my best friend Kara's my best friend but when I say my mom was my best friend I mean she, we were thick as thieves you know, I mean, I could kill somebody and call her, and we need to go bury the body, clean the evidence up, and not get caught. Well, don't do that. She wants do too that. much ID investigation, you know? Don't do that. But it it sucks. You have that connection. You know, my mom, you all got to understand, she's five foot two, a little redhead. She ain't but 110 pounds. And then y'all got to image me. I'm six foot four. 310 pounds. She pushed me out, y'all. Like, (laughs) she's a strong woman, you know? I've seen her fight tooth and nail over the rape thing and um, have my back 100%. And then coming to this now, it's like I've lost her. Not really lost her, but I don't have that connection that I did have with her, and it sucks because she, she... I can find her in everything, you know. I got I got drunk on spring break one time, lost pa- two pairs of Oakley glasses in the ocean because my big ass was drunk and floating, and they fell off. You know, I called her; it was fine. You know, it's just it's you miss those moments with your mom.
0: What are some some good things, like good moments that you get to experience though? Like, those are some of the things that, like, you miss and you wish you can get back. Mm-hmm. What are some really good things that you take from this experience and coming out and being who you are? What can you do to kind of show us a brighter side of, of this process?
1: Um, I, I don't have anything anymore. You know, I'm happy. I can go out and be me. You know, I go to work no more I, when people ask, because I'm a little flamboyant, you know, but. People ask, I'm like, I don't have to hide it. Oh no, no, I'm straight. I'm straight. I, I'm nope, no way, no ma'am, no ham. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I like girls. I like guys. I like it all. If you got a heart beating, two legs, we gonna get it on. <laughs> not, not really, but it's things like that, you know. I mean, to finally be happy. I'm always. I lost myself after I was raped, and I promised myself. I would have never got into that depression again as to wanting to self-harm. You know, I promised myself I would never get to that point of feeling useless, you know? And after that, I found myself again. 19 came around. I was still hiding the fact that I was gay, and it started getting to me, you know? I say gay. That's good. I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just finding myself. But either way, I just come in and to the point where you're like, it's getting tiring. It's, it's, I need to be happy. And then doing that, it's like a breath of fresh air. Literally, when I got that text from my dad, it was like, oh, a thousand pounds had been lifted off me. I mean, I was emotional, but I mean, at the same time, I took a deep breath and was like. I'm living life now. Like, this is Chase Mosley's life. This ain't nobody else's. You know, I, I got to experience that. You know, you go out, you find your chosen family, and those are the people that, they they accept you for you. You know, I'm 21, and my chosen family ain't nobody close to my age. They all old, but they still love me. I'm annoying. I like to go out and get drunk all the time, but, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to just, be yourself around people who don't discriminate you know because even within a chosen family we have straight people and they don't care you know
0: so let's talk a little bit about your self-identification yeah um so you you said gay which it could be a tent you know (laughs) um but for you you talked about in the beginning being bisexual what does that mean for you like you identify that way, what does that mean?
1: Honestly, honest to God, I think it just means like, I don't really think there needs to be identification. I mean, if it's the truth, if I like somebody, I'm going to like them. Everybody thinks there has to be, you like this one, you like that one. I mean, in some cases, there is. I'll take my case, I'll, I'll say I'm 60-40. I'm 60 guys, 40 girls, you know. You've slept with
0: 60 men and 40 women. Yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely <laughs> what it is. Um, but 60% yeah, 60 percent guys, forty percent girls. You know, that's a good point. I mean, labels are just a thing that we use to, uh, you know, society, society uses to label. So, how would you say, uh, we'll say, being bisexual, um, but liking both sexes, we can do it that way. Um, mm-hmm. How would you say coming out in that aspect was different than what you would expect or hear from other people? What 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 was like? Some of the the things that you've kind of experienced in that sense. Well, I
1: know with my family, especially my mom, she was like, just, she was a girl. She was a girl. If only it was that easy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> if, if I could just tell my head, hey, just go get you some, get you a JJ, I would. You know? But, I mean, I just, I, if I'm attracted to a guy, I'm gonna be like, hey, daddy. If I'm attracted to a girl, I'm be like, hey, mommy. Like, I mean, just, I like older people. But I'm just like, if, if I could just choose one, I'd be like, yes, easy. I think it's harder. I don't want to say harder because I don't want to put anybody else's coming out story or things like that. But you have this stigma of people like you have to choose one. You can't just choose. Like you said, if it was that easy, we would do it. But
0: here we are. Have there been ever any experiences where you've felt that from somebody specifically? Um where they're kind of discriminating against you, but they're a part of the community. Have you been
1: ever experienced that? Not myself.
0: But you've been witness to something yes. like that? Yes. You, you can do this you. if you are like to. Um,
1: You get very defensive of your Lordy,
0: Of my what? Sexuality. I've heard that. I'm trying to tone it down. I don't mean to do that. Um, I really don't mean to do it. Don't look at me like that. We're
1: moving on.
0: We're moving on. <laughs> um, so... You haven't experienced that firsthand, but you've seen something like that happen.
1: Yes, especially coming from the LGBTQ community, you know. And I'm like, but I see. I'm I'm not your average human being. Like I, I see things different than other people. Like I'm, I'm. You need to give everybody a chance. Everybody deserves to find their pursuit of happiness and their own life. You know. So when we have a select, let's just say we you have a thousand people, a hundred of those people are part of the LGBTQ community. The rest are straight. You know what I'm saying? You take that, we're already getting attacked by no, 900 people. Some of them may, but the majority, you know, I won't say the majority, but t- look, look nowadays, you know what I'm saying? You're getting attacked. Why do we need to attack our own selves and when I say our own selves I mean people in the community you know we need to be there for each other more than anybody else you know because no, none of them people know about what it's like personally to come out they may have somebody who came out but they don't know personally what your mind what your body goes through to come out you know they don't know but those other 99 people in the community, they know. So why would we attack each other? You know.
0: I think that's part of like what's what, when we were talking about labels and and what you you label yourself. Um, I think that that kind of causes sometimes it causes a little discord um, or division. Whereas we're one community. If we just call ourselves that community, you know, we're part of that community. And if everybody thought that way, it'd be a lot easier for everybody. You know. Um, Unfortunately, it's the world we live in where there's always gonna be those people. Um,
1: good defense about their sexuality. Thanks.
0: Keep going <laughs> my way. Um, So it's it's just interesting. Um what would you what would you say to somebody who's going through kind of the similar things you've been through? Small town, you're afraid to come out, you know, religious family, scared of reactions, like What's the advice that you would give to them um, in regards to their process and what they're doing? Say a Chase Mosley part two, you know what I mean? Somebody who's, who's got an identical story. Uh, you
1: know, like I said, you just said everything. I grew up small town in Eastern Kentucky. I played football. You know, I was supposed to be the man's man, you know, but I guess what you just got to do, you just got to live your own truth. That's all you can do. You gotta be your own self. You know? Your sexuality doesn't define what interests you, what clothes you like, what music you listen to. It doesn't define the way you go about your life. I mean, in a way it does, but it doesn't define your interests and things, you know? You can't let your sexuality... Or, you know, the fear, and I say this now because I've been through it, you know? You can't just, I guess with me for a long time, I was tipping my toe in the water. I, I tipped my toe in the water. And you know, it was out of my control coming out. But I took that leap and I jumped in the damn lake and I said, yes, it was a three letter word and I just topped it, you know? But I, I done it. I. Just, I he told me be truthful. I was truthful. You know, I just yeah. jumped in. You know, he asked. If you don't want looking for the answers, don't go looking. But I done it, you know. I didn't tippy-toe, you know, you're scared. There, there's people that has been there, you know, you got to do it. You, you just can't. You, you got to get it done with, I guess. But I would never say, rush it. When it's time, it's time. You'll know it. Exactly. You know, and even before then, make sure you're, you're secure in some way, you know? If I didn't have you, if I didn't have some of our other friends, I'd I'd be living on the street, you know, you know this personally, I, I would literally be living in my car, you know? You gotta make sure that you could be able to take care of yourself a little bit before you do it. But at the same time, don't be too scared where you feel you're alone and you're gonna end your life, you know, and I say that as a sore note, but there's a lot of teens out there who are coming and they they are they're gay, bi, lesbian, trans, whatever. And they feel like that's the only way out. You know, they ain't got their family. But you got to you got to do you. Don't ever take that option, you know? Rough it out. You're strong. You can do it. If not, just go ahead and get it over with and find you people who love you for you
0: um that's really good advice really good advice um looking forward for yourself what with this process kind of happening fairly recently what's the ideal like scenario for you where do you want to be who do you want to be as this out proud man um where do you want to go from here? What what is what do what do you think is in store for Chase Mosley? Like,
1: dear lord, y'all, I got a crazy life. I'm I'm a hot mess, but <laughs> I'ma try. Um, I'm going to school to be a social worker. Um, like I said recently, I don't want nobody to ever think the way out is self harm or suicide. You know, so I would love my ideal dream job is to work with kids on the streets who are drug addicts. But another one is and the thing is is a lot of your dr- teens that are on the street and drug addicts, I know this from class, are kids of the LGBTQ community, you know. I, that's what I want to do. I want to help them understand that it, it's it's okay, you know. I want to be a mentor. I got a year and a half left till graduation. I got to get it done and then I can start that, you know. And then after that it's big brother
0: so you get to to pay it forward yeah and help others who have been in that situation
1: and that's that's me as a person you know I I don't I would give somebody the last penny I had if I knew it could help them you know I don't care if they had a check for $2,999 and 99 cents and they it was $3,000 I'd give them a dang penny I mean that's the person I am you got money I don't you can't give a penny but I'll give it to you because that's just the person I am you know It's it's just me. There's too much hate in the world to not give a little love back or, you know, go the extra mile. You know, if somebody calls you, you answer the phone, you text them back. You just got to be there for people because you never know what's going on in somebody's life. You know, you may see all your friends all the time or all this stuff, your family all the time. But nobody actually knows what you're going through. All these people seeing me. They believed I was straight, some of them, (laughs) (laughs) but they never actually knew the thoughts was going through my head, waking up every day to be like, yo, I want to go meet somebody, but how am I going to do it? What lie am I going to have to say, you know?
0: With, with, uh, with that, thank you for sharing your story, um, I appreciate you coming on. I know that it didn't go the way that you you planned, but being your friend and being close to you and living with you, I know that you're doing a lot better now than you were when I first met you, mm-hmm. um, and to see that makes me proud. Um, I love you, and I'm really glad that you're in my life, and now I'm crying, mm-hmm. but uh, I do mean that, and I'm, I'm happy that you're happy, and I'm proud of who you're who you are, but also who you're going to become because I know it's going to be great. Um, So with that, um, thanks again to Chase for coming on the show and hanging out and talking with us and telling us a little bit about his story. Um, And we will see you next time on Coming Out Stories. I'm Joey. Have a great night, y'all. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Coming Out Stories. Please give us an upvote and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to share us with your friends. Most importantly, if you are struggling with your own coming out story and need someone to talk to, there are organizations that can help. One organization is The Trevor Project. They have trained counselors available 24-7 if you're feeling suicidal or need a judge-free zone to talk. You can find them at thetrevorproject.org. Again, that's thetrevorproject.org. Or call the Trevor Lifeline at 1-866-488-7386. I'll see you next episode. And remember, everyone has a story worth sharing.